You know, Jared, I only ask for one thing every season. What do you ask for, Juan? <laughs> the Rocky Mountain Cup. <laughs> <laughs> and now, you know, the Rapids have um, put themselves in a bad position now where, you know, they... If you, if you missed it, welcome to the C38 Podcast. The Rapids lost 3-2 versus Salt Lake. The at the At home, another home loss. Like, we haven't been talking about home form for the past two, three months now. Uh, it's not good. Not good enough uh, on Saturday. It hasn't been good enough, period. Um, I'm done with promoting the dick as a fortress. I'm done promoting it as a place where teams come in labored and they're breathing. Uh, teams that come in and kind of, you know, by the 78th minute are tired and, and, and hands on their head and stuff like that. And we see that, I mean, uh, we, we, we've seen that all throughout the off season from the MLS Apple previews, uh, from just the marketing in general. This is our fortress where we get destroyed. Jared, what are your thoughts on the game? Alternative opening number two. Denver's alive, baby. <laughs> We've got the Nuggets in the finals. The grass is green. People are wearing shorts outside. A little bit of smoke in the air. Don't love that. Oh, yeah. Don't no, love that. It's the only not thing good. we'll probably get that out of our way is a little bit of wind, which can also lead to more fire. Mm -hmm. But everything's alive in Denver except for the uh, rapid season. Yeah. But there is one thing with the Rapids that's very much alive. And that's our Rocky Mountain, or no, excuse me, our U.S. Open Cup hopes. Yeah. We said this was our best chance at silverware. Ladies and gentlemen, we're still in the running, and we get a second bite at the apple because Saturday night was nothing less than a disaster you, once yeah. again. But, but, but we get to do this all again on Wednesday night. Yeah, we, we do. We have something to play for. You know, I, 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 thin string to hold on to, but one I'm holding on to Wednesday night. <laughs> I appreciate you hyping me up. Uh, cause Lord knows that I'm, I'm done coming on the podcast and saying the same things over and over and over again. Oh, we get crushed in the first half. We let the team, we don't have an identity goal. again. Yeah. We, we gave up three in the first half, dude. I don't think, uh, I don't think that was in the cards, but, uh, man, we don't need to talk about that game anymore. No, we don't. Do no, we? we don't. Everybody but, uh, saw it. yeah, yeah. I mean, we don't really got to talk about much of this season after Wednesday. Whew. If they lose. If now, they there's lose. always the chance that they win, but, uh, you know, just judging by the way that they played on Saturday, if you were to run it back again, run that simulation, you know, 100 times. Oh, forget about Saturday. Let's go on to <laughs> Wednesday because no, if, and that, that's what if I'm we saying. win on Wednesday, then we have, you know, you said you would like out of the group of the West teams that were in our pot, you would rather see LAFC. Right. And LA Galaxy is a team that we have, you know, we've kind of had their number. We beat For a minute, them already yeah. this year. Uh, so, potentially, a lot. I mean, I mean, we're already in the round of 16. That's the round of eight. We, we put ourselves in the final four if we get past the L.A. teams one more time. And we all know Denver owns L.A. Yeah, Denver definitely owns L.A. And I was going to make that analogy. I mean, the Nuggets had a demon in their, in their franchise history in the form of the Lakers. They beat them last night. Fun, fun game. Um, swept them actually. Now the Rapids can't sweep RSL in a series. They could have with a win against them on Saturday. But we can, you know, we, we've had such trouble knocking teams out of of you know. This is, I mean, this is it. This is this is an MLS uh, equal level team. You did it against yes. the USL League One team. 
You did it against the USL team. Now do it against an MLS team who just very recently came in and made you look really foolish. You can't and lose both. You, you can't, can't lose well, both. I said you had to win both at minimum. Well, both. So again, we're we're out of the rear view. We can't look back. That's that's fine. We can't that's look fine. Back right now, we got to be a forward-looking operation because when you look in the t- if you look in the rear view mirror for too long, it gets pretty depressing. You know, oh, we're, yes. we're driving we, the dumpster fire in the you know the dumpster fire that was Saturday yes. can very easily creep in and kind of taint the team morale, the the stadium morale. Oh, <laughs> um, it, you know, I, yeah. I, I really hope that there's some sort of like almost gallows pep rally where everyone realizes that they came in and beat us at home. It kind of kills our MLS hopes like the playoffs now are so far. I mean, we're still four points out of a spot, but form, yeah. um, you know, where does the first home win come from? Um, you know, are we going to be able to beat any teams that aren't, you know, the, the two worst teams in the league? Um, th- those questions are, are on, on the horizon. Yeah. Hopefully we can, we can develop something that gets us uh, that spark that we need. And maybe it's a U.S. Open Cup run. Maybe. But, uh, you know, I, I am scared to think <laughs> what happens if they lose with everything to play for. I mean, you said it best. This is our quickest route to a trophy. Uh, only route to a trip. The yeah, only, well, it is the quickest. Um, it <laughs> is the only point. one because we also have leagues cup. That's um, true. So there is leagues cup coming up. That's another little st- summer tournament. Let, let's, let's not let's not build ourselves up artificially once yeah. again. You know, let's be honest about what. But I mean, but, but I mean, here's the thing. Here's the thing. For us this year. If if the Rapids get knocked out, this is such a Rapids thing. Is is for them to be knocked out by RSL, and then go into the leagues cup and have a great run of form you know what i mean because it is in the summer um and typically in the months of august september october when when either the season matters a lot or when it doesn't (laughs) is when the rapids tend to have some form come their way i mean you got better weather at the dick uh you got better training i mean this whole month uh speaking from a person that works in youth sports we've had to cancel so many practices so many weekends uh, due to weather now that's not that's not to say oh the rapids are only good during the weather it is to say that historically our best kind of strides our best results come in the later months so that that is that is my 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 hope my kernel for everybody listening because anytime soon i don't i mean it's hard to come it's hard to go to games you know when um you know you've got a baby on the way I've got a job covering all the other MLS teams I have to, you know, <laughs> there's there's times where I go to a game, I'm at the tailgate, I miss uh, half of the slate already, I come home and guess what I got to do? I got to catch up on all of those games. So, you know, it, it, it's coming hard, it, it's, it, it'd be easier if the Rapids were winning, but, you know, fans come out, they spend so much money uh, driving, you know, thank God they don't charge for parking, but gas, let's talk, food, expensive beer uh the ticket to get into the match starting to pile up now i'm a season ticket member i'm quite i'm quite frugal i don't need any of that stuff but you gotta just sit around and and look at all the people that come to see this team and they don't show out hopefully they do i want them to to take this as fuel to win a u.s open cup to 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 push forward because i mean if you can't if you couldn't beat salt lake which are with we're without their best player 
we're without our best player too, but they didn't have Savarino. They uh, just had Krylock come in. They uh, were in the middle of a rotation, right? If they come, if, if a full strength RSL lineup on Wednesday, and we're cooked. Possibly because <laughs> our full strength lineup is so far away from you know full. What is our full strength lineup? Well, I can tell you what it isn't, and that's what we've got run out right now. I was looking at, uh, so I went back and watched the the game after uh, on on uh, Saturday night, or actually early Sunday morning. And uh, I noticed when I was clicking my way through Apple uh, that four of the five players profiled in our preseason profiles weren't on the field on Saturday. So who are they? Um, I, Rubio? I, you put me on the spot. Rubio definitely won. Yappy, I believe, was one. Um, who else was profiled? Bassett was profiled. <laughs> and uh, one other. I, I don't think it was Max. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it, a significant portion of this team isn't around right now, which is yeah. tough. Um, and that's, that's going to continue to be tough because some of these are long-term injuries, but you know, there is, there's talk that Bassett is running again. Um, you know, Max being out indefinitely, that's indefinitely, like that's a long-term, I don't think any of us are thinking he comes back even in this calendar year. So, um, Rubio, we're hopefully managing him well enough. Apparently he's not practicing so that he, you know, it, looking no Rubio, Wednesday, no Rubio, no there. points. It, it, that's that is what I say. Fairly true, uh, but how, like, how do you go into a knockout game without your best player? I mean, <laughs> we talked about it. I mean, they they ran out a pretty strong lineup against uh, the Hailstorm, right? Yeah. So I mean, there. I mean, this is as far as we've gotten in the last few years. So to say I think a strong lineup for Wednesday is going to be very interesting to see because the I think what Robin has deemed the strongest lineup has proven to not be very good or competitive. Yeah. So uh, well, I, from a fan perspective, while I want to see us put the best team on the field, I don't know what that looks like. What I would hope and what I would be cheering for most is to see some of the players that we haven't seen much of uh, given a shot, at least. That's something to, to hope for, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, what we saw Saturday, and this isn't to dwell on, on Saturday's bad result, but we saw some changes. We saw, uh, most notably, oh my gosh, Juan, I thought I went cross-eyed. We had Nicholson on the right and Rosenberry on, on the, the left. left. Yeah. That, how, what do you think was the thought behind know. that? I, I, I don't I noticed think he it. played I no- well. I noticed it, too, and I saw him, and I was like, wait, Rosenberry's usually not... On this side, I mean, credit to to Robin, I guess for for mixing trying it something. up, for trying something. It um, also allowed us to play four center backs effectively because <laughs> yeah. you you put Rosenberry onto a side where his his weak foot is the passing foot on that side, yeah, um, and then you have three center backs lined up across the back. So you know, I said if we went to, if we went to four backs against Atlanta, we'd get scrubbed. And we did even with five backs. So instead of running with three center backs, we said, let's play four. Yeah, um, no, I, I thought that was interesting, actually, enough to say that I, I, I kind of liked the idea. I mean, it was something different, and it, it seemed to be a move to provide stability. Yeah. But the issue we is, still shipped three goals the, Yeah, the issue is we didn't lose that game because our center backs were all too bad. We, we lost them. In they the indi- scored all the goals well, too. <laughs> we lost them in the individual one V one battles, the individual one V one duels. Look at the first goal. I blame Markinich for not being able to effectively shut out a, a threat on the, on the left on RSL's right hand side. You know, we've seen left backs getting bossed all season over there too. So um, it, it's, it's really the, the position since Sam Levines has le- left has been a crater. And I'd like to think that maybe Estevez filled some of it in, in his first year ever since, 
you know, it's not been there. The The production from the left-back slot has not been good. Estevez was a better stand-in last year than what we have this year. Yeah, and that says a lot because he was not good. He wasn't terrific. He didn't have a lot of end product, but, but at least he was spunky, fast. Like, you knew what he provided, and, and he was consistent with yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I agree, and, and I always said, like, he... He should not have come back. I'm glad that we moved on Agreed. from him. Um, I do kind of miss some of the um, some of the because um, the way I saw Estevez play is he played with some real kind of dog. You know, we're missing a dog. You know, and and whether, from what I see, I, I like what I'm seeing from Galvan. I think he places a perfect ball. Uh, I, I think. Once they subbed him off, I felt the 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 threat literally come off. We went back to the side and side um, Frazier ball stuff that we do every single uh, home game, where we just chase and teams can just sit back and sit all eleven behind the ball, and it and it'll work. I mean, it's yeah. worked for every single team that's gotten an early goal. They get the goal right, they because they catch us off guard, and. Uh, when asked to chase the game, the Rapids simply can't chase games. I mean, it's well, we talk about not being able to, ha- we don't have a sharp tip of the spear, right? Yeah. Uh, so on, on Saturday, it almost looked like we abandoned hope in the bayonet, turned the rifle around and smacked him with the butt into the gun because we turn around and have our center backs yeah. doing your offensive production for you. Somebody tweeted, I don't know who it was that tweeted, but it looked like Maxo was leading our attack towards the end of the game. Yeah. Um, it's just it's kind of a, a wild turn of events when the message has been that we have a defined and clear playing mm-hmm. style. I just, I, I, I haven't seen that myself. Well, uh, the issue is to, for all that this club goes to say about, oh, we're one club or one team where there is no ego, ego, like the, the team is a star. No, we need um, to adopt sort of a basketball mentality. We need a guy. A focal point. If, we not, need, a, yeah. you know, if not the star who does all the scoring, like we've talked Just about maybe needing a winger play or somebody of. that can hold up ball and make great passes, mm-hmm. be, be the type of person who pro- consistently provides assists. And, because so far, as much as we want to say Galvan is going to be that guy, we've got to see consistency. And that's, yeah, so that's well, what I I'm think, begging for to see from, from 29. I think once we see him get some more minutes under his belt, because the last thing I would want is to ask for consistency of Galvan and then he, he gets in a situation like Max where he gets hurt, right? I think he needs a little bit more time to make sure that the injury is not, you know, as bad. Whether it's the groin, How whether long it's do the you knee. Need, though? You gotta play it. Oh, point. absolutely. You gotta put you gotta put absolutely. rubber to road. But I don't wanna lose that rubber. I w I don't wanna lose the only thing keeping me going to Rapids games. Yeah, that's true. Because I think Galvan I mean, uh, so long as Ruby and Galvan are on the pitch, I think those two can be your guys if you really build around them purposefully, right? But if you have um, Galvan as a faux left wing back, left winger, we don't really know what he does. If you put Rubio as a as a false nine uh, or a or a ten, we don't really know what he does either. It's not going to be enough. You need to have these two with a clear purpose, a clear mindset. This is how they play. This is when we go to them. When we need a goal, you go to them. It, it, it's 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 imperative that this team has someone cuz right now the 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 collective sum everyone uh if one piece isn't working, it all falls apart, right? And right now it's just not enough and uh you know, I I wish I had an answer. Uh we're going to we I mean we have some questions cuz 
again, how much more can you say about the topic of the Cloud Rapids? They're bad. They can't win at home. And <laughs> the roster is trash. Like, it's built poorly, right? Um, especially... I don't want to say it's trash because there are there are some pieces there right you know pieces that i think you can build around but you're you're square well, you go, on because we we haven't built around the right piece who do you go yet? to if rosenberry goes down yeah who plays right back legit i mean wallace abubakar possibly like sebastian anderson who's been a youth yeah. product for years now has not ever sniffed a starting role i mean you, it's scary to talk about who is who isn't already injured because there's plenty of injuries we could talk about already and we yeah we look to the deputies and you know it's it's thin it's yeah. thin, and uh, it, we're not built in such a way where there are like a lot of homegrown products that you can look at and go, well, at least we've got, you know, name the young blood to step into the hole. Mm -hmm. um, I, I wish that were the case. We, you know, we had, we, we had prided ourselves on being a team that produced a lot of talent. Um, we sold off a lot of talent and we haven't seen the same level nope. of talent coming back through. So, um, you know, I almost wonder if we had a bit of a, a golden generation of players a that window. we, you know, we, we watched, walk and they didn't walk to necessarily like gilded Big. situations you yeah know, bassett's back he he's a pro he's now a victim of our medical team possibly i mean the um, one person that's gone on to do greater bigger things is count acosta well Kellen acosta yes which we all bemoan leading mm -hmm. and then austin trusty as well yeah i mean uh, but aside from that like um you know where's namley right where's, why was he here in the first place Heidner? where's Nana Boateng. Again. Where's, uh, I mean, uh, Louise Gill. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm going to name off some names. And, you know, uh, Edgar Castillo found, you know, sometime in Atlanta has not done anything since. I mean, yeah, uh, Dylan Powers, Dylan Serna. Like, there is... An, Andre Shinyashiki. Yeah, Andre, <laughs> he, and he's got some 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 issues plaguing him. But you know, there's another guy. Um blanking on some other names but a lot of people have left the club though that we would probably like to see right now which is yes the absolutely point. and we haven't like again we just haven't replaced with the same level of player but moving forward what do you think on wednesday night who do you anticipate seeing on the field let's go i mean i think i think illich yeah uh illich probably at the i mean i mean at the goalkeeper position yarrow has been decent but at this point he he hasn't been uh, you know the the fortress. He hasn't been the wall that we expect. Yeah, I mean, if I'm being honest, I could care less how they line up. I want the team on the field, whoever it is, to show some fucking heart, dude. Because it's it, the fact that RSL came in and and outbossed us in shots, possession, and XG goes to show that this this club, when asked to compete, they don't. They don't. They don't at home. They kind of do on the road. They get bailed out by the luckiest of goals on the road, and everyone wants to uh, sing the praises of the of of nine games unbeaten of the nine games unbeaten. Yet with nine, what would uh, eleven points to show from yeah. that stretch? Hey, there needs to be more. There needs to be more. Um, I'm done talking about points because uh, now we want we want the Open Cup, right? And a loss here, and it's tough to really. Um, say much you know like you look at the horizon and there isn't any you no. know there isn't much to, to grasp at except for league's cup yeah but um again 
I think looking at League's Cup, looking at what it is, which to me is still like a, a little bit of a plastic exhibition style tournament. Oh, for sure. We may benefit from playing a team that also is not going to take it extremely seriously, but at the same time, I, I don't see us having the talent to to win a I competition mean, we're going like that. Toluca, so a real test, right? <laughs> right? Off the bat. And are we up to that kind of test? It depends on the team they play as well. But, um, you know, look no further than Wednesday night for an opportunity. So uh, when we talk about looking at the horizon, there not being much, you know, there is one big, big obstacle right in front of us. Um, and if we can clear that obstacle, we can be on to something that the club hasn't accomplished yeah. and, and something that we can all be very excited about. One more thing before we uh, move on, because we got some questions for you guys. You know, if, if I'm a Rapids player and... If I see the opposing rivalry supporters group with a banner that says 13 and 5, that is the record, guys, of Rocky Mountain Cups. RSL is 13, we have 5. For if now. I, if, if, if I see that as a player and I don't get a little bit fucking pissed, if I don't get a little upset about that, uh, what are you doing at the fucking club, right? What are you doing to the fact that the one match that supporters care about, you know, n for no other reason other than arbitrarily they told us this is a rivalry, right? Uh, because in, in the competition of state v. state, and take soccer out of it, Denver and Colorado blows Utah out of the fucking water, <laughs> and it pisses me off that they are the ones that get to claim the better soccer team. All right, and they probably get to carry the cup back, or they get to keep the cup in until, Salt Lake until we get until it until next next year hands. at earliest. And that's it's a shame. Yeah, it is a shame. So if if you're if, if you're the Rapids and you're not taking the loss personally against Salt Lake, if you're not coming out and trying to injure fucking RSL players, <laughs> do it. Throw in a full full blooded challenge at least. You know, I'm not saying you have to go out and try to injure people. I. I I don't advocate no, I'm, for that, but I'm saying that. Uh, well, you know, to be, <laughs> Fuck fa RSL, to be fair, dude. there weren't. Can you remember one kind of crunching tackle on Saturday night? No, none. Me, me either. None. We uh, we don't get stuck in. We don't dominate possession. All all in the uh, all in the arena though. <laughs> yeah. Because you can't of, you can't criticize the man in the arena. Yeah. So the only thing about that is when you talk about a man in the arena, um, you know, typically when you lost, you got killed. Yeah. And that's kind of what happened on Saturday night. So maybe it was an apt uh, uh, comparison. You know, we got eaten by the lion that came from the, the great north. Mm -hmm. um, but it, unfortunately, that's that that's what this rivalry's become. We, we, we We've haven't, let, yeah. we haven't, you know, we haven't been the ones in the ascendancy. We, ha we don't take the fight to them um, when you have a game at home. Yeah, you got to take advantage of that. So, you know, a shame. But let's get on to these questions. Yep. I'm excited to see what we got. I got them loaded up. We're going to start uh, with at the underscore dev machine, Devin Wydick. Can we get a refund on the Gersbach deal? No. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, Gersbach is an interesting case study uh, because we talk about um, we have an analytics guy as our main uh, recruiting voice aside from Porig. And, um, you know, it may, what, be whatever. Porig, it may be Porig, but the scapegoat is Fran, you know? Yeah. I mean, we talk about the hole with the left back. Gersbach was brought in to be the, the person guy. in that hole. Our so, left back. Unfortunate. No, they're not giving us a refund. Uh, you know, I don't think we could even sell them and get half our money back, whatever that looks like. No. Anyway. Another, so, another you know. sunk cost. Uh, but K Fitz 85 
with a banger of a tweet. Do you want him to gerbach to where he came from? <laughs> I like that dad joke there. Uh, at JD Sports Fan 85, John D. Are there any redeeming qualities to the roster and can it be salvaged during the summer window? I just named off probably Maxo. Yeah, I'd say yes and no to that question. Go ahead. Yes and no. Uh, my salvageable players, let, let, let's make it easy. Pick three guys. We'll pick. We'll each pick three. That's six salvageable players. Uh, I'll let you go first since I took Maxo. Mm, yeah, well, can we not have the same? None of the same? Okay, we're going back and forth. Snake style. Yeah, so I get, I get two style. and three. Um, well, obviously, then Rubio and Rosenberry. Uh, but you talk about two guys who are not at the earlier stages of their career. So um, those are pieces for now. Do you remember what I said last year? I wouldn't mind if we sold Rubio at at its peak. Would have been maximum value. Would have been. Yes, it would have. Um, So Maxo, Galvan, you said um, Rubio Rubio and Rosemary. Rosemary. I'll probably take, um, you know, not because I think he's um, the star, uh, the, the future going forward, at that position, but I think he's a great complimentary piece for any great defensive midfielder. It's Connor Ronan. Okay. Yep. Yeah. I mean, that's that's okay. I, I see that. And then uh, I'll take, I want to say Yarbrough, but he's 34 years old. So, I mean, that's not necessarily a piece that you can plan super long-term future around, but neither, neither of my picks have been. So I'll go ahead and take the guy who has been consistent and been, you know, not, you're not looking at upside. You're not looking at potential. You're looking at mm-hmm. what he has done. Uh, in fact, and that is uh, Yarbrough for me. Awesome. Mitch Carroll. Mitch underscore underscore Carroll. And can we put the team together? Wait, a last question for Boras. Is there anything we can do to salvage in the summer to salvage this team this year? In my opinion, well, no, sir. I don't, I don't even think we have the resources. Exactly. We don't have right. the roster spots. I mean, we got Danny Leva uh, from, our, from Seattle. That's a band-aid. <laughs> But not the solution. That's a band-aid. But also, you know, with Leva, it's a double-edged sword because people are talking about, can we, maybe we'll bring him in at the end of the deal. This is a very, very expensive player. Yeah. Uh, and if you want to buy him. He's, he's sent yeah. here to get experience. We're an internship for Leva. Yeah, absolutely. And it's funny. Why would you want those kind of guys in the locker room? Anyways, uh, not a question. I just want to hear you guys trash. I just want to hear you guys trash Anthony Hudson and make me feel better about right now. Well, you don't got to go far back to trash the USMNT with the whole Gio Reyna stuff that happened. Well, I don't think you can chalk that up to Hudson at No, all, you though. can't. But um, beside that, because uh, John D comes back, he says he gets a pass for me for a month or two for helping close Balligan. Oh, gosh. <laughs> because the fact that uh, the U.S. needs other, other players to come in, you know, and, and just a reminder, I do support Mexico. Up until we get a uh, uh, an actual manager for the USMNT that it's not on the provision of can only speak English, <laughs> but uh, Anthony Hudson, uh, may I remind you, um, carried this sort of bravado and this sort of um, cocky attitude about him that he could come in and do what do his thing, and uh, he got out coached, out uh, performed. With nearly the same amount of people by Robin Frazier. Yep. So 
Um, Anthony Hudson sucks. Uh, the fact that he has failed upwards in U.S. soccer tells you everything you need to know about U.S. soccer. Really, I think it says more about U.S. soccer than it does Hudson, right? Because yeah. you look at that track record. You look at who they put in charge of their men's national team. Um, I mean, they pretty, they pretty wild. The U20s. Yeah, of course, then, yeah, which is okay because that's still a development side. And I do think Hudson's a decent coach, but to, to put him in charge like management of the first team is, in my opinion, insane. And yeah. if you want us to trash Anthony Hudson, well, look no further than the fact that the the last time that it was as bad as it is now, he was the one in charge. Yeah, and he, I think a lot more of the blame fell squarely on him because I'm pretty sure they got a lot of his guys during his window here. So no excuse there from Anthony Hudson. I'll give all the excuses to Robin. I love Robin. Um, Matthew, uh, uh, man, Schmeiman, I, I'm sorry, uh, Schmei 14, at Schmei 14, what do we think about the new Cushy player chairs, LOL, long overdue, did you see them? I, I saw them, I know, well, I noticed first that we didn't the, have the, the stadium's getting better, oh my god, over, you know, the, yeah. the, like, semi-dome that was pretty foggy and, like, ugly looking, um, so I was happy to see the those weren't there, who cares about chairs? Like, well, I th- think it's th- those are the type of things that at a real at a big club or a club that does things the right way. When you put new seats in, it's like okay, you change the furniture. Right, Good right, job. Right. I mean, well, this, I don't, I don't. Are we looking for? I, I, I don't know. Well, are here's, we looking for here's pat on the back. Here's what I will kind of push back a little bit because imagine you come overseas from one of the, like a like a like a like a bad country, whatever. Come overseas from, let's say, Argentina, right? And you come and to sit on a metal bench when you were sold that this was America, this is, you know, where you're going to grow your career. This is like, whereas, as official as it gets to, to, I mean, it's Bush League. You know what it's, I mean? <laughs> to sit on those yeah. benches. So if anything, it I'm makes us. I'm not saying it's not a good thing that we got them. It's just, I don't know. You, like, I, I guess you don't. You don't and, care, and, all, and I really don't and care. I don't and care also, either. like, I'm not too worried. Given everything, given the the optics of everything going on right now, I'm hoping for players that are opting to, or you know, able to be on the field, right? Not necessarily <laughs> if everybody's ass is comfortable that, that's as they sit too. off the field. That's valid we talk too. about comfort things. We talk about you know, like the the blankies during the the Kyrgyzstan yeah. game, and like those kind of little things. I I don't care if we have good seats or we don't have good seats, but the fact that we improve the comfort of our seats boy given all the headlines lately this is just not news <laughs> that, that's valid uh what i will say though is uh it is an upgrade of the stadium it's not the biggest so that's the video board oh and and i will say this because the the rapids tried doing a fun quirky video where they try to draw the RS, they got players, and they're like, "Hey, try to draw the RSL mem- logo from memory, right?" <laughs> and it's and it's supposed to be like bad drawings, right? They put it up on the big screen, and the thing is, the white of the paper and the colors clashed with the actual video board. You couldn't see what the fuck they were drawing. <laughs> so it's like, why would you make this content for nobody to see? Maybe, you know, unless did, they upload did, it did to they YouTube, not even, or did they not even run it in, on the stadium board first? Did they not know that it, that clashed? Who knows? You know, because you, I oversights. mean, you have like five pixel boards on the thing that are you can clearly see don't work anymore. So, oh man, we can talk about that all day yeah. for sure. Um, and uh, at TX Viking eighty six. 
Uh, I feel like there aren't really any questions at this point. This team has proven what they are. <laughs> bottom of the league, wooden spoon contestants. Coaching is poor. Roster is poor. Morale is at an all-time low. And it's never going to change until KSC is out. Thoughts? It's a loaded, loaded question, TX Viking. KSC out is kind of an easy rallying cry. I, I, we also see KSE doing really, really well elsewhere. Um, I, I, the stewardship, though, is a big question mark. You can put that blame on a number of different people, and we'll do that at a different time. Um, but, yeah, I mean... He's not wrong. He's not. He's also not wrong. Uh, and are the the team answers the question? We answer questions as we see them, but we don't. We our questions are answered between the white lines. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not in interviews. It's not in YouTube clips. It's not in highlight videos. It's just between the white lines. And yeah, when you look between the white lines, a lot of the questions have been answered for you, yep. whether you like the answers or not. Absolutely great. I couldn't have put it better myself. At judgmental underscore Jim, judgmental Jim, is this team actually poorly built, and have we lived in a facade for three years? Um, it is poorly built because um, the the issue is that I don't feel like Porig and Robin are are figuring out what they need. Feels like Porig goes and signs Cabral for one million because it's easy to do so he's the only guy available and robin will figure it out except what does robin need for the squad right what does robin need what is how can you what players unlock potential on this team right what kind of player what uh, i mean easy easy softball question for you what, what kind of player does rubio thrive with I mean, we think a big pantalance, you know, right? so, somebody in the model of uh, a big striker. You know, we thought, Zard, you know, the player, a player like Zardes, honestly. And the thing um, is, like, are, have we? So going back though to Jim's question, have we lived in a facade for three years? I would say no. We have been in the remains of a gutted house for the last you know, year and a half. Yeah. And you, I don't, I don't think 2021 was entirely a fluke, but we took what we had built. Well, the foundation, we took the foundation away out of the house. And now we're left, you know, with the surround, we have the roofs falling into what was a beautifully built house. So it mm-hmm. hasn't been that we've been in a facade for three years. That first year of that stretch has, was really good. Yeah. And, and I mean, to even, to even, I mean, cause because what was the big thing after a Rapids loss in 2021? What would I always say? Yeah, we lost, but the team played well, right? I could see the team making you strides, know, making you know, strides, whatever, whatever they well. needed at the time. Kind of came good too. Yeah. You know? Now in 2021, it seemed like things kind of broke our way. Mm-hmm. We were relatively healthy, but things do tend to break your way when you're well constructed yeah that and that's why we are not giving free passes this season for injuries and for anything else like yeah. for max gambling thing we're not giving free passes this year no. because you haven't built it well and when things don't go well and you haven't built it well you can't bl- you can't just say well it was bad luck that all this went to hell yeah you know no. we, we we had a, a really strong team we broke it down do you remember my last pass i gave this team it was probably last year early. No, it was this year. Was it was against it? Seattle. Oh. Because <laughs> what did I say yeah. after the Seattle game? It's like, okay, it's turf, Seattle, tough game to break into. Man. Beat SKC. Did they beat SKC? No. No. And ever since then, the the alarm has been sounded. Yeah. And it's it's no surprise that, like, this season is not a surprise. Nope. So I don't think we've been living in a facade. I think you have said it 
correctly. Uh, at Rapids uh, B-Ray, if we lose tomorrow, do you think they would hot fire Frazier as a scapegoat? I personally don't want that, but I could see it. Um, also, if you were the front office, what one player that is realistically available would you like and you think can turn it around this season? Yeah, I answered this one on Twitter too. Uh, question one, I got nothing there. I don't think there is anything. Uh, there's no There's no quick fix. There is no um, superstar player. I think you drop Leo Messi on the Rapids and we still there's still a more than likely chance that we miss the playoffs. <laughs> In a league where... What, 67% of teams make the playoffs? Exactly. You know, mm. and, and so I don't think there's one player, I don't think there's one coach that we could bring in that changes our there's fortunes. Not, there's not even an available coach. The one signing that I would like to see is a, a soccer guy, a soccer GM, whether that's a former coach, somebody that has been a GM, um, so, someone who has a profile that, a resume guy with proven soccer experience, a team builder um, from outside the organization. Peter Vermees. There, there's going to be there. There are people available, um, and whether or not we chase them down, um, you know, I, if you're the front office right now, and what we just talked about, the team's not constructed well. Are you going to be excited to to be going out and finding somebody to do your job better? Right. I I don't know. I yeah. don't know. I think it's going to be very tough. I don't think there's anybody. I don't think there's one name that you can draw on a paper to say I mean, this guy's coming in and everything's going to look better. Whatever name comes in, I mean, because how much influence did Hudson have on the team? Quite a bit, you know? like you said. He brought. Well, in, I mean, I mean, like you know, he had recruiting. He, yeah, yeah. I, I think that he had more more cachet with Porig than Robin seems to have, as yeah. far as being able to influence who's brought in. But I mean, like, uh, like, like let's let's think about Hudson, right? He didn't have any MLS experience. Pablo didn't have any MLS experience. Robin did have some MLS experience, but he can't command a GM. You're right. He doesn't. This is, you know, no. the, it, it had been a minute. This is his, this was Robin's second chance. And at once again, he, he's not a proven team builder because the la- he does have MLS experience, but the last mm-hmm. team is gone. Doesn't exist anymore. Exactly. Wasn't good when it did. So yeah. you know, and that's not what we're talking about as far as a, t- a team builder, a proven I mean, team builder. The issue is, is if you go out, I mean. Look at who's available right now. Caleb Porter. <laughs> you go out and get Caleb Porter. You think Caleb Porter's going to um, really listen to what Porig Smith has to say about talent acquisition? And should he? If you go and get a Caleb Porter, you're saying, I can't do this job. I need somebody who does this job better. So if we did go get someone like that, and that is the profile of person that, that I'm looking for mm-hmm. in that role, not to be the head coach and replace Robin, but to be a GM, to be a team builder. Caleb Porter has built teams everywhere he's gone. Caleb yeah. Porter took Akron, yeah, Akron University, and turned them into a powerhouse. That's a real. That's that's proven. Yeah, uh, he, you know, what he did at Portland, not to be discounted. What he did at Columbus, not to be discounted. That type of person is can build a winner in MLS. If um, that's proven. If you let him. Yep. And if you do, if you go out, because I think that's the right play. But should he listen to Porig? If we do bring him in, maybe a little bit. But not much. Yeah. You know, if you're if you're going to get the team builder, you let him build the damn team. Yeah, because here's the thing. For as much as um you know, for as much as we talk about bring this guy in, bring this guy in, whoever you bring in needs to have needs to have funds, needs to have access, needs to have uh a and needs way. to have an off season to rebuild the team, honestly. Yeah, for sure. I mean that too, but 
You give shoestring GMs shoestring budgets, and you get shoestring soccer team in a shoestring city. <laughs> That's yeah, just as you, simple as it is. You have to wonder, though, because you've seen KSE do this on a number of occasions where it looks like they're playing cheap. Um, you know, Jokic has proven that he's the man for the Nuggets. They've given him the money. They've mm-hmm. given Malone the keys to the kingdom over there. But it's only after you've proven that you're worthy of the funds they Art, they release the funds. Right. Um, if we have 2020, if we turn 2021 and parlay that into a strong 2022, in my opinion, this last offseason, then you would have seen the big player come in. You would have seen our budget creep right. towards the top half of the league. But when you see that, you know, once you once you have given the keys to Porig and we're letting Porig cook fully, it, what we had in 2021, we didn't build from. We gutted and build back so much worse. So, no, you're not going to give that same person more leeway. That would be the wrong move. They've that got, makes you've got to prove consistency and ability to operate with the funds you have, and then you're given more. That's been the model. Arsenal, same way. Um, right. KSE's been pretty consistent with that. And I don't think, you know, we say that KSE's, I say KSE out's just the easy rallying cry. But you've seen the success elsewhere. And do you think they're really like picking on the Rapids and going, well, we're just going to make Rapids fans suffer? We don't want this one of our assets right. to do well. Well, I think that the, the I, I funds will be there when the, when the, when the skill and the, the talent in, acquis- in acquiring talent is displayed. So why did they get renewed? Why did the front office get renewed? Because they had a tremendous 2021. But not. Um, but that's. I know it's this now. year. It's it's optics. Just, optics aren't good for this year. But also, since uh, by all accounts, from everything I hear, that these changes were made after 2021, so it was really like they were promoted last year. That means that now, after two years, they should be fireable. Right. Well, should be. We'll see though, because uh, you know, media <laughs> with all the social media and stuff. They'll probably wait a bit to, to make that off season would be a great time. I I, I don't that, I'm not even is, asking for any changes until then. Yeah, that that's valid. I, I like that. I like that response. Um, finally, Eli Hayes nineteen. Eli asks, "What environment does Fraser need to create? In what environment does Fraser need to create in order to better the locker room?" I think the environment is uh, one that any sports fan can latch onto. Right, one with a real one with a real kind of uh, uh, like dog mentality. Right. Uh, And not to say that all those guys in the locker room are dogs, but you know, Robin, I think has done a great job at keeping the locker room under wraps. Right. I mean, we used to have Jermaine Jones as a player who didn't really care about the team. Right. We've had Stefan Eigner in the past. Uh, By and large, we don't see that as much anymore. Um, I think really what I mean in a locker room environment is probably uh, is probably a good one because um, when you are when you are in a rut as a coach, it's you and the players, right? Uh, for them to keep harboring that it's just us, let's like win it for us, like everyone can fuck off, including us supporters, the owner, the GM. When it is coach and player. Uh, to my to my knowledge, we don't have any turmoil in the locker room. I mean, the minute there is a slight bit, I mean, Mac, you know, Mark Anthony K reports that he had an attitude, yeah. gone, right? So I think the environment is set up perfectly for them to succeed. It's now just turning that environment into actual results with actual proven players. 
in my opinion, they've kind of manicured most of the talent out of the, the locker room, and it should be pretty kumbaya. Mm-hmm. You see them win two games on the road in California, and the pictures out of the locker room look like, the, you know, it, everybody looks pretty connected, and that's fine. I think that the locker room that they have now is fine for the most part, but the, where the failure is is that we can't manage talent in that. Uh, when you have special players, they tend to be a little bit off center. You know, mm-hmm. they may have a little bit of a quirk. They may be a little bit high needs. Yeah. Um, but we have to find a way to make the locker room such that it accommodates talent. And, you know, at the slightest hint that, oh, maybe a player has a beef with the way things are being done, we just ship them the fuck out of town. Yeah. Um, that's not how you build a winner, clearly. No. And, and you know, so we, we've kind of manicured all of the attitudes out of the locker room. And by doing so, we've also shipped a lot of the talent. Yeah. And, and, and I, I will also say, to that environment, I mean, let's talk about Max as well, just very quickly. I mean, if the environment for him to come, like, if there was not the environment for him to come and speak out and say something regarding his whole uh, gambling stuff. The fact that it came to that, like, whatever. Yeah. <sighs> you have to think if Ted Lasso is Max's coach, maybe he has his arm around him once in a while. And, right, you know, you, to... you nip this problem before it gets there because you have to think if you're going to take a $12,000 bribe, there might have been some discontent beforehand. Yeah, exactly. I would think. I'll agree with that. Uh, we had some more. I was about to wrap up the pod, and then I refreshed Twitter, and we got some more questions. I got nowhere to be. Let's do it. Um, this is a bonus pod anyways, because we said we didn't think we were coming on between no. between the Salt Lake games. But uh, really, one of the reasons I wanted to do it was to try to you know build myself back up, to get a little <laughs> bit of momentum going for Wednesday night. I need some hype here, too. So, uh, Rapids fans, we're, we're happy to take the questions. You know, uh, I, I thank you for sending them in. Does the supporters group ever plan on staging a boycott or walkout against ownership slash front office? That is a question for Dave Wegner. <laughs> right? Yeah, ask Dave. Ask Dave. Um, now, I, I will go with whatever C38 needs. So if they need me to uh, to support, if they need me to be in the stands, if they need me to do uh, any of that stuff, I'll keep doing it for them, right? Uh, there, there may be some times where I may not make it to games because, you know, I got my job to do at home, uh, which I don't mind <laughs> staying home for either. But, yeah, whatever Dave wants to – however Dave wants to move the – I mean, and not, not just Dave. I mean – How do you however, want to move it? You know, if you're any, asking us if there's going to be a boycott, like, yeah, I, I'm not going to say there won't be, but I will say that there seems to be a lot of – there, there's a, there's a disengagement because the people who are most upset with the way things are being done right now have been upset about the way things have been done in the past. Right. Um, and this is nothing new to them. So as far as a rallying cry, as far as, uh, you know, a list of things we would like to see done differently, that's not been codified yet. And, yeah. you know, I... I I don't think that we're going to see the same level of discontent that you have seen from Kansas City fans who yeah. um, have have you know sent the letter and uh, <laughs> you know they're in L.A. They've definitely Galaxy that is they've moved with their feet. Oh my God, the empty seats in L.A. It's incredible where that organization is right now as right. far as how far down I mean, L.A. Galaxy has all the shine, baby. I mean the biggest signing in MLS yeah. history. Easy. They, they David were, Beckham. They were the league darlings. They, they were the league darlings. The yeah. league. It was always a joke. Oh, L.A. gets another DP slot, right? 
It was all. I mean, they had another DP for for a time in 2019. The new shiny know? team came in, took all the thunder. Yeah. LAFC is owning LA Galaxy in support in the standings. Star power, um, you know, and that's just another product of new teams having that shine. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you're able to build from really nothing. You can build it as you like. It's going to be interesting to see in 10 years if LAFC, if Austin, if Nashville, if they're able to still maintain this level of support or if that's the product of being a brand new thing and having right. that, that new car smell to it. Um, you, once you put a few miles on and you've seen you know three consecutive losing seasons, are you still packing those stadiums out? I mean, New York City's 10 years old. They still don't have a stadium. Crazy. So and yeah, new money really dominates MLS, right? You last year's champion doesn't have their own stadium. That's an embarrassment. Yeah. Uh, let's see what else um, in regards to the questions here. Oh, and, and I do. I do want to say you could. You can maybe even take this podcast as a form of a protest, right? Yeah. I mean, we. This is because kind of our this, protest. I. I hope that. If you're listening to this still, you probably know kind of what we're about. And yeah, know, we, because we may rip on the team, but it's only because we want to see it. You know, I mean, we would like to have seen a win on Saturday. I mean, and, and, and I won't lie. Tensions were high in the supporters group, in the supporters section, because because uh, people weren't chanting. You know what I mean? I wasn't chanting. Why? Why? I mean, I get I get the C38. We are we are here to support the team. Right. But, uh, you know. It's 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 hard to be asked to to support a team when it's three goals in the first half from the other team alone in a rivalry in a rivalry game, you know. So ship, you know, just ship three in the first. Is it, yeah, and you know, I there were a couple of others, and I as well at halftime that booed. <laughs> I booed it. Yeah, bring us something different in the second half, and you know, maybe you could say they tried, but it certainly wasn't enough. But we really lost the game in the first half Saturday. I've said enough about Saturday. Saturday sucked. Let's see. We got a bunch from Scott Hammond, eight nine seven three six six nine five. You think that's his phone number? I don't know. Call him. <laughs> All right. We have some open cup questions. Uh, we'll start with this one. Who should we see in goal on Wednesday? Illich should. I think it's a must-win game. I'd rather see Yarbrough, but I think we'll see Illich. And I don't know that that's the wrong decision. I personally would rather see Yarbrough, but I think it's Illich, and I don't think that's the wrong play. Uh, is there any way to sav- salvage the MLS season? Nope. No. Maybe. We'll see. Uh, if the Rapids make it to the U.S. Open Cup final but lose, does that mean anything or will only winning it matter? Now, this is a – that's a great question because to each their own, right? You could consider a season without a championship a success or not, right? But what you have hammered a lot is what do we have to show physically for the 2021 season? Yeah, no hardware. That's nothing. for sure. Yeah, we, we have, have first round knockout, uh, embarrassing open cup. The following season, an embarrassing other than, trip uh, out of other than memories and good times and good yeah. results, good road trips, good man. road trips, fun times on the road. So other than that, you know, there's nothing to show for physically to show to put up in a trophy case. They don't give out best team in the West, right? And for as hard as we celebrated that. Nothing comes from that. No one's going to remember that, right? There's sure, nothing sure, sure. that immortalizes the season. Now, do I want something to immortalize this season in the form of an open cup? Maybe. Definitely. I mean, do we want that? Hell yeah. But like, but do I think it's a lot? Like, do I discount the achievement of making it? Sorry, to the US not open the cup. cup sorry, final. No. the final. The final. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. making it to the final. Making it to the final again. You don't get a trophy for that, but that would show some resilience. We'd have to knock out Salt Lake in a knockout game. That mm-hmm. shows some guts. We have to get um, one of the LA. We have to beat one of the LA teams, and then someone else. That's a deep run. That's a lot of knockout wins. 
I won't discount that. And yeah, like you said, if you think that uh, a trophy or nothing, fine. But I would say a deep Open Cup run would show that we have something, some gumption, I mean, some, some I can never heart. say again they don't take it seriously. Exactly, exactly. And for that, you take a talking point away. Which right. is what we Good. want. Take yes. them all away. <laughs> uh. Yeah. So no, for for me, I think going to the final would be would be an achievement. Uh, winning it would be massive. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, finally, his last question: Would you put the best possible lineup out on Wednesday and rotate on Saturday? Uh, would you? And will the Rapids? So, do you think the Rapids will? Well, here's the problem: I don't know what the best eleven looks like. Um, I. <laughs> From from a fan perspective, I would like to cheer on some of the younger players, like Ahanya, possibly on Wednesday, because you've seen so many oh good results God. out of them. But listen, so if I don't Hanya know. Starts, I think you play the strongest, but I don't know what the strongest looks like. If Hanya starts and scores a goal, man, he'd be a legend, right? Club legend. I, I guess not early score a goal legend because we could still lose what two one. Right. If we win the game and he is our Han- star performer, yes, that's. That's, That's legend early legend making. status. You know, we've had two rookie of the years of late, though. Um, so what you do early doesn't necessarily mean like full club legend, right? But, no, but at like, least you're like, a club. Like you've but, got you've got a cult hero status at that point. Exactly. And that's, that's the type I mean. of that's the type of thing where you could reinvigorate the fan base around something like that. This yeah, is a guy we then, have brought up. And then I will go and wear a Hanya jersey. Yeah, you know and we I mean? could use help I in that midfield. I'll tell you that. If you if you ever hear a "We want Yosuke" or "We want Hanya" chant, that's coming from me because <laughs> I want something new to cheer for. Okay, and if Yosuke Hanya, uh, I don't want to put pressure on him, but um, but I mean, like let, let's think about other players in, in in the RSL game, right? Because you have Josh Gat doesn't play anymore. He scored and he went over to the RSL bench. And he rode the pony. He rode the corner flag. <laughs> That's legend status. Juan Ramirez scoring an open netter goal, his only goal in Burgundy, to secure the Rocky Mountain. He could have very easily not scored that, right? Because, I mean, the Rapids were already up. But they scored. he scored that last goal, and he secured us the, the Rocky Mountain Cup, you know? Uh, it's, it's stuff like that that we hold on to. Dylan Powers missed a penalty in Salt Lake to win us the Open Cup notorious legend you know what i mean it's these are the games where we perk up you know no matter who you are you perk up because we fucking hate salt lake okay that's <laughs> yes. not that's we not have another fake. chance we got that's another not chance fake. when we when we chant fuck salt lake after you know in between chants that is what it that is what it is and to see them come into our home with a 13 and 5 banner you know kind of signaling Hey, we just so you know who's the best in this rivalry, right? I, that makes me fucking seethe. So play your best lineup tomorrow and fucking roll them, all right? Beat them 5-0. Whatever that best 11 is. And it, it, honestly, though, when you see the 11 on the, the sheet, you just have to wait until you see it play because who knows? Like, I really don't know what the best 11 is. I don't think, though, that we should hold any punches. Like, we, there should there shouldn't be the thought that, well, we need – this guy for next Saturday against Cincinnati, so we're gonna we're gonna hold him. Play the guys you think are gonna have the best performance. And, and again, I don't know what that looks like. I hope Robin does. Right, we're gonna wrap this podcast up. If we don't see you again, quick Cincy preview. They're good now, <laughs> yeah. as I have been saying. They've the got past one of our years. guys that did pretty good for us for a while as well, huh? Baji, yeah. yeah. I mean, they, they are without Brenner, so. Um, Who it, needs Brenner when you have Baji though? That's that's valid. If Baji scores and kisses the badge, he won't kiss the badge. He better not. He, he better he better do a little. Uh, and I'm not gonna celebrate. I, I you know what? I may I may bet on Baji to score. <laughs> Just, I think that's a. I I and honestly, 
<sighs> you hate to see anybody score against the Rapids, right? But if it's Baji, all right, okay. Cap off okay. to you, buddy. I love seeing Baji succeed. So. Yep, exactly. Um, yeah, you can catch me at Warners715. You can catch me at the tailgate. I'm Jared underscore Geisler on Twitter. And thanks for sticking with us, guys. We know it isn't easy all the time. Like we've said, it's tough to keep talking about the team right now. But <laughs> at, it'll be a lot more fun to talk about a win on Wednesday night. At C38SG on Twitter and Instagram. Centennial38 on Facebook. C38SG.com. And we'll see you all Fuck later. Salt Fuck Salt Lake. Lake. Please win. Fuck Salt Lake.